afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. From the moment you were born, you deliver a message to the world. What is the message? The message is you, that child. It's the presence of an angel, a messenger, from the infinite in a human body. The infinite, a total power, creates a program just for you. And everything you need to be, what you are, is in that program. You are programmed to be you, whatever you are. And it makes no difference to the program what your mind thinks you are. The program is not the thinking mind. That's a quote from the very first pages of this amazing book, The Fifth Agreement, about which we'll be talking today. Don Jose Ruiz, co-author with his father, Don Miguel Ruiz, of this book, grew up in a world where anything was possible. From the moment he could speak, he became an apprentice of his magual, shaman, father, Don Miguel Ruiz, author of The Four Agreements, and his curandera, if I've said that right, uh, that means healer, and that was his grandmother, his mother, Sarita. As a teenager, he traveled to India to study with friends of his father, and at the age of 23, he became the successor to the family lineage. In the tradition of his ancestors, Don Jose has dedicated his life to sharing the teachers of the ancient Toltec. For the past seven years, he's been a lecturing and leading classes across the United States and at sacred sites around the world. And we are so fortunate to be able to talk with him today about our programming and about the Fifth Agreement. Welcome, Don Jose, to the Authentic Living Show. Thank you so much for taking your time to talk with us today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, Andrea. It's a very honor to be here with you guys. All right. Well, we're going to jump right in there and just have a talk about what this thing is all about. Why is it you think that the Four Agreements, uh, which was a North New York Times bestseller for over seven years, was so well received by the public? Well, it was because it was made with integrity, and something that uh, happened when I asked my father, when I, after I read the book, I, I asked him, you know, I know this information, I know everything that's going, even before I finished the book, and he had a big smile on his face. Of course you know it. Everybody who speaks with themselves with integrity uh, is like looking inside of the mirror, and of course he speaks with themselves. So this information is, is a common sense, and whoever picks this up uh, will find a reflection of themselves and it's their integrity meeting with their integrity. So, and they are common sense. So let's just sort of do the, a review of those four agreements before we start talking about the fifth agreement. What are the four agreements? Well, the first agreement is to be impeccable with the word. It's a very important agreement in, in, in our way of life because how we use the word or how we believe in the word is all what's going to be around our life. So when we're impeccable with our word, you know, everything we do, we see impeccability. And having that uh, awareness, we wake up in the second agreement, which is don't take things personal. For some people, uh, most of the people in the world, it's hard because we're programmed to take everything personal. We're programmed to, uh, to go into competition or, or be felt so important that everything that happens around the world is because of us. But when we don't take it personal, it just passes us right there to see, to see what we actions are we collecting and empowering inside of ourselves? And when we are witnessing that, what we do with the words and, uh, and how we take it personal in the words, 
then we realize that we are making assumptions, which leads to the third agreement. Do not make assumptions because how many times do we, out of fear, jealousy of any instinct, we create stories that are not true? And with our fear and, uh, and our nervous system, we make them true. So when we are aware to not make assumptions, is to not create science fiction and, and pass the fear along. And uh, it all goes to the fourth agreement, which is the agreement of action. Is the before agreement, it is always do your best. And when you do your best, then something beautiful happens. It happens that you are just grateful and you did it your all, that you will not hurt yourself or punish yourself or judge yourself for what you didn't do because everything that you do in action is because it comes from your heart. And when you do something from your heart, you will not punish yourself from being you. So each one of those steps leads to another part of the step, uh, the next step. Yes. And the next step is the fifth agreement. Is the fifth agreement, it is to be skeptical, but learn to listen, but not be skeptical in a social position. And like one of my friends asked me, he says, Jose, being skeptical sounds negative. And I responded to him, it is negative if you think negative, but just if you think positive, just realize the freedom that can bring to you that you're going to be skeptic out of your own belief system that hurts you. Like every time you feel jealous, envious, hatred, or you feel like someone else is, is uh, taking advantage of you, or you will stop yourself right there because you're not believing yourself because with the words that you used to believe, with all those emotions, is what makes you unhappy. And you realize the only words who were speaking, this was ourselves. So when we are speaking that with ourselves, we ask this question, what kind of messenger are we and what is the message we're giving to the people we say we love with our own hearts or to ourselves? Because right there is the realization that we are creating with whatever we see. And if you are aware that you're creating whatever you see, then something magical happens. What happens is that we wake up in a world where everyone is artist, and finally we take responsibility to create in our own art to offer wherever we go. Right. Right. So I also understand that you offer some new insights into the first four agreements and in the fifth agreement. So can you share some of those new insights about the four agreements? Yes, one of the, the, the new insights, it is to see our agreements, like we, we, we were impeccable with the word when we think things personal, when we make assumptions. It is to see how we used to do it beforehand, how in the beginning was a realization. Now when we leave it, when we go through it again, it's just different because it's just a way of life now. You know, it's like someone would come to, come to us and say, it's very difficult. You know, yes, it may be difficult, but with action you can do it. And now you look at how you took action with the first uh, four agreements. You realize how you took action, and when you realize the, the, new, the new points of view, it's because it's all natural coming from you. And this is when one wakes up in a world where everything is chaos, and this is when we get the awareness to stop that chaos inside of ourselves. And wherever we look at it, we will look at it completely different. Like I remember saying to my father when making these new insights, I said to him, you know, every time I read the four agreements, it's a completely new, different book. And mm -hmm. he smiled again and says, of course, it's a whole different book because you're changing, because you are now being loyal to you. Integrity is like a sunrise that's shining above your mind and all the light is being received by you. Right. So what do you say to people who say, that if I'm, I'm always operating in terms of myself, I'm being selfish. What do you say to those people? 
Well, when the word selfish it is, it's just the, the program that that gave to us, you know, that we cannot look at that uh, ourselves until something happens that when it doesn't start feeling good. And when we are aware that doesn't feeling good, we know that the selfishness now is being put in negativity and instead of positivity, because sometimes when we are in the first attention, uh, the, the selfishness is something that we need to have that ambition to thrive over something, but then we know that that's kind of hurting us and we're hurting with that others, that it completely changes. But one of the completely changes that it is, is that we put ourselves out of being a victim or a martyr of what we cannot do it. Now we kind of look into the mirror and really ask the question, am I really believing this? Am I really believing the stories that I'm projecting out to myself and to the people I love? And I'm creating excuses. And this is like the grandparents just to say, in life, there is a dream out there that's alive, and that's the dream of the scorpion. And the scorpion is the one who stings itself with its own tail and paralyzes itself. So my grandma says, all this dream is exposing to every human mind because every mind is paralyzing itself with its own belief, with its own opinion, that it would create any justification to create a new paralyzation to not achieve something in the world. But when we are aware of this, we can totally see the power of agreements. And when we have power of agreements over the emotional system that we are, we can totally realize when we're fooling ourselves. And when we, this happens, we are not uh, selfish anymore because we're not going to be selfish with ourselves anymore. And we're getting out of, self, out of our way for everything that we were uh, learned in the program that was given to us in life. And now we are aware of the program, so we will recreate the program. And this is what the beautiful thing. If every human can see their own message, they can really go into the source of their whole creation of their life because that is the truth. And when you realize your own truth, that is what leads to freedom. And this is what our message is all about. It's this agreement to find the freedom in your own language. And we don't mean the, the, the language that we speak English, Spanish, no, we mean how we understand ourselves, how we understand the word, and how we use it with awareness. Right. So this is a process in the fifth agreement of coming closer and closer to who we actually are instead of who we think we are. Yes. And, and it comes to a point where it takes the responsibility to wake up. Mm-hmm. And we use the metaphor of the angel, which messenger, because the angels are the messengers from heaven. And where are bringing heaven from? From the places they come from. And where places we come from is our own home. So when we realize that we are heaven in our home, this is where everything starts that we project into life because this is where we live. And the children, uh, they're going to learn from us, but not what we say. It's how we act. So when we begin acting by our authentic selves and really now look into the mirror with ourselves and really say to ourselves the truth, we will have the awareness that we're so intelligent that we will create any justification to make the lie the truth so we won't have the discipline to take action on what we need to take action from. And it's like the old saying of the ancestors to become the Nahuatl, the shamans, it is for you simply to have a responsibility about yourself, to have the discipline, to really respect and love yourself because it's all about that in the culture. And when I realized that, you know, that I was walking a different path, and I was not being integrity with myself, I was being selfish, I was being, you know, living a nightmare, I realized that I was killing my culture. I was killing my culture by just being negative and uh, 
believing that I can't and putting myself down, making myself a victim. And the moment that I wake up, I say I will not be victim. I will respect my body because this is what I am here in life to do. I'm here to take care of Jose because I know what makes Jose suffer, Jose happy. And how do I know this? It's because I am Jose. Now it's time to take the discipline. And when we have the discipline, that's the return back home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that process does require work of us and maybe the hardest work of our lives in terms of being able to turn things around so we really see who we are in the mirror. And we're going to be back to talk with Don Jose in just a few more minutes about the Fifth Agreement. So stay tuned for more. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. The Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences, dedicated to expanding science beyond conventional paradigms. Founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, IONS is a nonprofit institute education for education, research, and membership organization whose mission is supporting individual and collective transformation through consciousness research, educational outreach, and engaging in a global learning community in the realization of human potential. You can join that learning community at www.noetic.org. 
And today we're talking uh, about the Fifth Agreement with Don Jose Ruiz, and we've been talking about how that how we are becoming more and more aware over time of who we actually are. And I guess the next question would be, uh, uh, Don Jose, how do we know the difference between hearing the voice of truth inside of us as opposed to the lies? It's uh, very interesting because um, when, when we are aware of what's happening inside of our system, we can actually realize to ourselves that uh, if we are enjoying our life and we're not enjoying our life, if we're pretending to enjoy life or we're not pretending to enjoy life, and um, one, one day I say to one of my friends, you know, there's two types of seekers in the world. There's the one who goes and seeks knowledge and goes and leaves a whole library that doesn't take action. And there's the other person who has suffered in their life and they just don't want to suffer anymore. And they will take action, not reading the whole library, but just taking action what is inside of them because they know exactly what's going on. And at uh, the end of the day, the person looking for knowledge will always create excuses and always know how to do things but never take the action that the other person who also want to suffer anymore would take the action because it's what's um, breathing inside of them is that the respect. So when the clarity begins happening in one's head and knowing that they cannot um, fool themselves, they can lie to the, everybody in the world that they cannot lie to themselves, they can write there. Uh, the egg can open up, and that egg is what I call the birth of respect. When we understand respect to a whole different point of view, and first to understand respect is to understand forgiveness. And when we forgive somebody in our life, it's because we totally will forgive everyone in life. Because if someone's going to go against us tomorrow, or in one year, or in five years, we already forgive them right now, because how do we forgive them? It's because this is what humans do. And how do we know this is what humans do? Because we're human too. But at this one point that happens is that we will forgive them because one thing that happens is that people act without knowing they're hurting somebody else. And when they hurt somebody else, they punish themselves with that. So in that moment of the understanding, the forgiving of the human being, we totally forgive ourselves completely. Now, when we forgive ourselves completely, we understand respect because we understand respect in the outside and in the within. Now, with that point of view, we can totally look into ourselves and ask ourselves a question. Are we living authentically and free or we are living slaves to what other people might think? And this is a little thing that's been put by life. You know, there's many young girls and young boys who want to imitate the people in the magazines that they will actually start themselves to look like a person in a magazine, skinny, and actually don't embrace their own beauty. It's because something that happens in life also, in another turn in life, is like somebody who's very hungry opens a refrigerator and the refrigerator is full of food that he says to itself, I have nothing to eat. Or another person who goes to open a closet because it's very cold to find some warm and says, I have nothing to wear and the whole closet is full of clothes. And we kind of wake up in that moment, like in the human condition, that we will never be satisfied with what we have. We will always want to build our home for something that we don't have. And in the moment that we realize what we have, this is when we appreciate life. Because when we realize what we have, you know, instead of being sucked by the work or trying to be somebody in life, we stop and just 
see our families, play with our children, but we're always in a hurry that we can never play with them. Because the children will see us in a hurry and what they're going to do when they grow up, they'll be doing homework, high school, everything, and then when we really want to play with them, they're going to be the action of a hurry. But to realize this is because we can totally see all the programming that was inside the bus. This is why I mean to forgive is a very powerful tool before entering respect, because when you forgive, you can actually forgive everyone in life and not just what everybody in life did to you or did in life to hurt yourself, to stop yourself, like the dream of the scorpion who paralyzes itself with its own poison, thinking itself. Now you have the absolute vision of what forgiveness does to enter respect. Now, with respect, we can totally see when we are in integrity with ourselves, when we know that we're doing the right thing or the wrong thing, because if we're doing the wrong thing, we will know right away and we'll try to poison our friends and families, you know, to convince them, to convince ourselves. But when you really know what you need to do, no one else needs to know. And this is what in the Totec we call silent knowledge. It is to respect your mind just like it is to take action is the way to say thank you. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So in, in discerning the difference between uh, the voice of truth and the lie, the first process then would be, would be uh, coming to know uh, ourselves as forgivable people. And once we've forgiven ourselves as, uh, you know, in, in the sense of recognizing our, who we really are, that there isn't really anything to forgive, then we can discern the difference between truth and lie. Is that what you're yes, saying? But, yes, because it's complete acceptance, you know. If I did something, you know, that made me feel bad, it's complete acceptance that I did that that made me do bad. And the real forgiveness that will do is for me to not repeat that. Because yeah. many times we, we feel bad and we make this whole drama with everyone we do, and then we do it again. And we are constantly addicted to open wounds and closing wounds, and actually, we go and ask for help, and the person helping us is opening wounds and closing us wounds. But it comes a point of respect when you can totally, totally respect yourself by finding that discipline. No, no different for when we have our parents, our grandparents, our uncles, aunts, teachers, whoever we see as a role model who very influenced in life with discipline. To see that discipline, they only did it because, you know, they were meant good for us. But just imagine what we can do just to have that discipline with ourselves. Something very interesting that I learned in my development of growing uh, awareness with my family is that in humanity, I've mastered something, a mastery that many humans have mastered as well, and that's the mastery of complaining. And we can see in a matter of complaining what negativity that holds. The, the negativity of complaining about the little things or big things doesn't make a difference because complaining creates such negativity that it can paralyze to take action. But when we realize this action and we see little kids, you know, when someone reacts, you know, I don't complain. I, I don't have the master of complaining. But you can see a little kid who's eight years old doing a tantrum and a 35-year-old person doing a tantrum is because they have mastered it. Now you have a 50-year-old doing a tantrum and they're just mastering complaining to hurt one another to stop us as an evolution. But just imagine that we don't complain about everything that happened to us. When we really support ourselves with respect, everything can totally transform. Right, right, right. That respect is a big, big deal then. So, okay, um, we don't have a lot of time before the break, but I want to ask, what do you mean when you say that we were all messengers? 
And if we don't finish before the break, we'll just uh, we'll come back to it. Well, messages, it is. We have a message that comes from our brains, and our brains get inspired for whatever we see in life, and we have our own uh, free will and our interpretation of whatever we see. Now, to be a messenger, it is to whatever you will do in life, you will give to life. So whatever you did in the past, good or bad, was perfect because that's what will have to happen. Now, with awareness, you can totally have the awareness that you are a messenger. And the question it is, what kind of message you are doing? What kind of action you're leaving? What way of life you're leaving? What you're saying to your little ones, to your elders, how you're expressing love? What is the script of the leading role of the movie you play? Right, right. So actually, our messenger is our message is um, our own authenticity. Yes. Exactly, because the messenger, it is the human in action, and that's what uh, in, in, the, in the total tradition we call spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know what I really love about this is that it's not just talking about insight. So there's a lot of us, in the, especially in the human potential movement and New Age movement, and even in other uh, spiritual uh, influences, we tend to sit around and want to contemplate, you know, how to pray and how to meditate and how to this and how to that, but... What we're talking about here is putting your feet on the ground and and walking into something that is action, that is in, integrated action, that has integrity. So I really love that piece, and I think that's that's a you know one of the things that we say in uh, as in 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 therapy is insight is not insight that doesn't have action attached to it. So I think this is so very important in the fifth agreement, and we'll be back right after the break to talk some more to Don Jose about the fifth agreement so stay tuned for more awakened media for a transforming world seventh wave network The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. Want to change your life? The New York Open Center can help. We offer hundreds of ongoing classes, workshops, and professional trainings that heal the body, nurture the spirit, and awaken your true potential. Visit opencenter.org to check out our programs in holistic health, self-development, spiritual practices, creative arts, and much more. With our wellness services, bookstore, and cafe, we're an oasis in the heart of the city. And with Open Center Online Learning, you no longer have to be in New York to take classes. Visit opencenter.org today. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. 
you're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is also sponsored by the New York Open Center, which is dedicated to nurturing body, mind, and spirit through holistic learning and world culture. Workshops, classes, and professional trainings, trainings in the arts, holistic health, spiritual inquiry, psychology, and more are offered daily. Faculty this season includes Elizabeth Gilbert, Julia Cameron, Anodia Judith, and Thomas Moore, to name just a few. Visit www.opencenter.org to see all that is available at the Open Center, as well as their newly created online opportunities. And we're talking today to Don Jose Ruiz about the Fifth Agreement, and uh, we've been talking about what that means, what the Fifth Agreement is, and it comes down to um, understanding ourselves as authentic beings and, and hearing our own message and um, one of the things you say in the last book, uh, you present a unique definition of the last judgment. Can you share that with us? Yes. One of the things about the last judgment that I listened when I was growing up is that when the last judgment comes, the end of the world, that then growing up to the point where I am now, I go, yes, it's an end of the world, but it's an end of a world that I used to live. Just imagine that if you don't judge yourself, just imagine if you don't judge yourself, no one else can judge you and the judgments will die inside your mind. But, of course, every day there will be a pile of people making a big line ready to judge you. No different when uh, they threw the arrows to Siddhartha and he turned them into the roses underneath the body tree because he turned all those opinions, all those judgments, everything that the world tried to throw at him so he would hurt himself with what the world was throwing at him, he turned it into roses in the same thing. Every judgment that they was going to throw at us Everything that happens around us, you know, that might hurt us, you know, we will turn it into roses. And by I mean turn it into the roses is that we will not hurt ourselves with those judgments because how many times do we judge ourselves and punish ourselves for something that happens that uh, we put ourselves down, we become martyrs, we become victims, and we stop? But what if we don't judge ourselves any longer? And what if we don't judge anybody else any longer? We're free from a poison that was given into humanity from who knows long time ago. Because one thing that happened when this um, gift was given to humanity is because it was given with ill intent and negativity. And when this happened, the human put itself to sleep. The human became sick, and he became addicted to suffering. Because anything that will happen is your fault. Everything that happens is their own judgment. And, and, and it just grew so big that envy, hatred, jealousy, and all that became a way of thought that even today gossip rules the earth by the media and uh, by the negativity that's going out there and uh, following people's life. Who care what they do? But in the moment, you know how gossip does. Now imagine gossip in our everyday homes, inside our families inside our school system, inside our work, all that gossip, all the negativity is what's killing the companies and the schools and the friendships. But now imagine in big terms, all that big gossip is what actually is making the religious of wars, the war of religions, uh, the, the battles between uh, 
countries and everything, and it all stands with the negativity that's done at home. So just imagine about living without judgment and getting all that away. Yes, it's an end of the world that is a world of negativity that starts in our home. Because just imagine all the children, all the kids, teenagers who have gone to war and they have not even realization of what they went and, and died for a war. They say that it's for their nation, for the country, for their beliefs. But no, it was because negativity was put out there because if someone is screaming in their houses, uh, screaming at their children, screaming at their loved ones, at their wife, their husband, just throwing negativity, when that action is thrown there, it's like a ripple that happens around the world, and this is what wars are. Now just imagine, if you don't judge yourself and no one else can judge you, and you are a person of peace. Because for me, a person of peace uh, is a Nahuala shaman, and a person of peace is not what the awareness they have, what knowledge they have. No, it's simple. It's if they do positivity, they are a beautiful being because they would bring positivity anywhere. But if they're negative, you know, for me, that's not the magic. It's something that goes into, you know, putting people asleep, killing our culture. But when we have realization that we killed our culture long enough and we will take an action, it's when we don't hurt ourselves any longer for whatever we see. So that means the judgment starts and the action of respect happens. And with the voice of self-respect, it comes the respect that happens in life. That's why in life, when someone feels this, and nothing matters what time of life we've been in this great life that we've lived, but uh, a person saves no more inside of them. They feel the prosperity coming out of them, their integrity coming out of them. They see the people hurting, and they don't put themselves what is hurting their people no longer. They stand strong, and they have a voice. And when they speak a voice, it's their heart completely channeling their own integrity and love for life. And when that comes out, that inspires other people that when those people die, we make statues out of them. We make heroes out of them because they're the pioneers to live the world that we're living even right now. They just imagine, right now, another wave of pioneers is coming. It's right away, it's happening in many mystery schools, ways of life, religion, uh, sex. It doesn't matter where we're coming from. This positivity, it is exploding. And what we have right now, it is ourself aligned with ourselves, that if we judge ourselves or judge others, we are just paralyzing ourselves in the same dream that Grand Paris talked about the scorpion, paralyzing itself. No, this is a time of change. And uh, one beautiful uh, meaning of symbol of time of change is the end of the Mayan calendar in 2012. And one of my friends asked me, what does it mean to me? And I responded, you know, my answer is not what you read in archaeological books. My answer comes from my heart because that was what I was taught. And for me, the end of the magic calendar means the end of superstition. And I don't mean the superstition of the mythologies, of the myths, of the stories. No, those stories are describing a human being. But when I'm talking about it's the superstition that we have to rely on somebody else outside of us because we cannot rely on ourselves. And this is what the superstition that is going to break, because what's going to break this is us taking action because the little ones are going to see us do this take action. And then those little ones are going to do it with themselves, and they're going to master how to take that action. So in this world, superstition is kind of stopping because the superstition that we believe as a human being is that we cannot do it, let our brothers do it for us. And when that moment happens and awareness comes into our mind, 
you know, there's the honor of doing it. Because if we don't do it, there's billions of people in this world, someone else would do it. And now comes the real gratitude of what offerings you're going to put into the altar. And forget putting flowers or candles into an altar. No, the altar is life. What is your offerings you're going to give coming from the place of truth? And the place of truth is always inside of us. So speak your truth. Speak your truth and hear your excuses. And then you will know what message you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I I love that idea. The last judgment is the last time we judge ourselves. (laughs) That's beautiful. I love it. And it's so true that uh, we're, we've based a whole lot of our thinking on this whole idea of, of good and evil and positive and negative instead of basing it on just the truth of who we are. So that's, that's beautifully said. Well, I want to also ask about your, your, your father at this point. I know he's had open-heart surgery, and I know our listening audience is curious about how he's doing, and you had some good news for me during the break a little while ago, so I want to share that with our listening audience as well. How is he doing? Oh, he's doing very, very good. He's- it's so beautiful. Before, before he had his uh, operation, he called me around 3 in the morning, and I was kind of, it was a weird time to call, but I answered, and he said, Father, is everything okay? He says, yeah, everything's okay. I'm just going to go right now. I'm going to have a heart transplant. And, uh, and he's so, 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 so simple. He's, and he says, in case I don't make it, I just want to tell you, and I said, hold it right there. Uh, Father, go without worry. If, if you don't make it, just, just know in your heart that, you have given freedom and love to so many people, even people you don't know. And, you know, just thank you for it. Go in peace. And if you do make it, then we'll see you later. He said, okay, son. <laughs> but then a few, a few weeks later, uh, um, it's so beautiful when they finally, he survived the operation. And uh, the doctors are so happily with him. But when they took the machines out of him, the first uh, words that came out of his mouth says, I have the first next three chapters of my next book. <laughs> and he was so happy, but it was so beautiful because these people, the doctors, they were calling him the miracle man because his heart was just, you know, he, he just was reco- he was just recovering so fast. And uh, they wanted to take his whole heart and study it to see how he survived all these eight years with a 15% of his heart capacity doing what he did, you know, touring all around. And he said to them, don't waste your time, doctors. It's not in the heart, it's in the will, in the will to live. So when you have the will to live, you know, you can do anything and nothing can stop you. And this is one of the great teachings that I have. You know, I was talking earlier about the matter of complaining. It was so beautiful to see because I can see myself, you know, if it was a little thing, you know, about complaining, and I see him with the 50% of his heart capacity in a whole lectures traveling, and he was always in pain, but there was nothing of complaining. And he just said it's because of the discipline for the love that I have for my body. And when he said those words, you know, the love that I have for my body, that's what it's all about in this world, to have gratitude. And uh, it is so beautiful. I'm so grateful that he's still around and uh, he's ready to work on his new book and he can't wait for what he's going to share with us next. And we can't wait to hear it, (laughs) as well as the work you're doing as well. Yeah, and all right, so your family is part of the Toltec lineage. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit about, we got just a few minutes before the break, who are the Toltec? Well, the Toltecs were men and women in the ancient Mexico that were men of awareness and knowledge, but most beautifully what they did with the word, with that awareness, is they created the art. So they told them they were the Toltec artists. So in Mexico, they're 
uh, considered one of the more spiritual divine people in, in, of the tribes because they're closer to God. But they say the Toltecs is not about religion. It's just a way of life. It's a way of life to respect. And it's so beautiful, like, as time goes by, because distortion happens, like they describe, like the Nahual, is the, in Mexican Nahuatl, they say that it's the woman or man who transforms himself into animal at night. And when we read that, it's just a pure, funny story. Uh, it's a beautiful superstition, a beautiful story, that it makes us aware how many times we believe in fantasies and all the superstition that carry to the point we are today. But uh, all the fantasy and the superstition were needed in that time because if you think about it, there was no televisions in the past, no newspapers, no books. It was just, you know, what imagination can do. And thank you for that imagination. They passed a torch towards the generation that we are today. This is why it's so important today at age to not live in fantasy because many people, you know, project uh, fantasies, put fantasy stories of fantasies out there to get us out of hell that, in a, of, that we're living. So in the beginning, it helps, you know, to get out of that hell, to open our eyes, you know, to get us to realize that we're living and how now we get thank you. But something happens is that we become addicted and uh, we become addicted to the fantasy world, you know, that we have to pray outside of ourselves for things to happen, that we have to do this for this to happen. But the whole realization of the project is for you to be the artist of your life and to create the most beautiful life that you can for your human that is you absolutely well nothing else needs to be said right there we'll be back in just a few minutes with the last segment with don jose ruiz talking about the fifth agreement awakened media for a transforming world seventh wave network The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness Research is transforming healthcare. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260 day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. You live for the firsts in your child's life. But how do you cope with the firsts that come after your child is diagnosed with cancer? CureSearch.org connects you to the doctors and scientists whose collaborative research has turned childhood cancer from a nearly incurable disease to one with an overall cure rate of 78%. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. 
You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're talking today with Don Jose Ruiz about the Fifth Agreement. And we've had a wonderful conversation about what that book means and how it is that we are messengers and how we are uh, uh, living more and more into our authenticity as we uh, process through our integrity and get to our truth. And and, uh, it's been a wonderful conversation. And I want, uh, if you will... Don Jose, for you to tell our listening audience just a little bit about what kinds of things you have coming coming up and when, how our how they might be able to connect with you. Well, coming up, I have an event that I'm so happy to go because I was in Peru last November, and one of the shamans asked me if I would go to Mount Chasta, that that place is a beautiful energy. Then, and I said, of course I will. So I'm going to do a journey to Mount Chasta coming up in June. It was so beautiful, but one of the events that I have that I'm very excited about is a journey to Teotihuacan, Mexico. That is a pyramid one hour uh, outside of Mexico City. But this is a pyramid that my father took me and uh, his parents took him and got awareness. And this year I'm making a event called Time of Gratitude that is giving gratitude to Teotihuacan for all the awareness and happiness and uh, truthfulness that that place has brought to us in the family. And... Uh, my way of saying thank you is to normally we charge like a thirteen hundred dollars for a, a trip, but I just want to charge one hundred and fifty dollars for a trip to Teotihuacan that is going to be all proceeds to kids who cannot afford musical instruments. But thank you for this trip. We're gonna make a foundation so they can have musical instruments for the year, so they will not be hanging out in streets, so we can get out. Do something positive in the in the in the free times. So I'm very happy that this journey to Teotihuacan will will do this. And I'm not only we will help somebody when you go, but you will also help yourself. So it's a beautiful exchange of energy. I'm very happy to do this. And I'll, then later we're going to back to to Peru in November. And something beautiful also that happening is that me and my friends have a rock and roll band. And we're coming together to make another album, so we're going to expect that early next year as well. And what is that going to Do you know the name of that? Yes, I, it's the, the band is called Jose Ruiz and the Circle of Shadows. Uh, we already have a record out, and you can hear it at circleofshadows.net. You can hear the whole album for free. And uh, yes, by the next year, probably by February, we're going to have something to share with everybody again. Wonderful, wonderful. And this is true art. I, I, I love the way you talk about in the book, of the, in the Fifth Agreement, about um, uh, that when we're living our lives, we're being artists. And I, I'd like for you to say a little bit more about that now. What does it mean yes. to be an artist in your life? Well, to be an artist is to be a human. Because, you know, as humans, whatever we do is an art. But now when we are aware that everything we do is an art, it's time to make our life a work of living beauty of art, to express our beauty, whatever we give. And, you know, to express our beauty is just to live in gratitude. And it's the whole point of awareness, to live in gratitude. Gratitude to what? Gratitude to, to oneself, that we stop living a life that 
you know, was hurting us before, that we use our intent and love to create the most beautiful art to place ourselves there. And uh, every day say thank you that we're not living there anymore and to live in a new place, in the place that we call the now, the, the dream of today, is where we're going to express our art. And this is the beautiful part. Uh, Toltec means artist. So Toltec is just it's a way of life. And this is how we live in life, just to be whatever we want to be and create. Right. Absolutely. And that's the truth of who we are, not just um, not the, the lie of who we are, but the truth of who we are. Yes. Okay. So what do you hope people will take away? What's the main thing you hope people will take away from reading The Fifth Agreement? Inspiration. To inspire their full potential, to manifest their dreams, because, you know, uh, we one day we were not going to be alive in this earth. So what I want people to get from this book is to, you know, to find the inspiration inside of them and to make, you know, history before they forget themselves. And to make history is to give themselves the most beautiful art that they can share with themselves. And when they share that with themselves, they can share it with anybody else. And remember, it's in your own words where you find the freedom, not anybody else's words, your own words, your own passion. Others' passion, they inspire us to be ourselves, that this is the time to give your message. The question it is, what kind of messenger are you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the Toltec consider the Fifth Agreement to be an advanced teaching. Why is that? We call that a graduation because it's when we say thank you to the Creator for giving us this life, and the best way we can say thank you is by living it with all positivity. And this is how the resurrection of the sun happens in Earth. As we say in the Toltec, the return of Quetzalcoatl is the return of gratitude. Right, right. And gratitude is an interesting emotion, don't you think it is, that, we, we, uh, that when we really are living in truth, in, in who we are, we can't help but feel gratitude. Yes, exactly. It is what, what I feel in my own in teaching you know, upbringing, because once with gratitude happen, is that the real stepping came into place, not a superstitious stepping, you know, that you say, there's a spirit inside of me, and in an exorcism, please bring the egg, bring the smoke, get the spirit out of me, that's superstition. But the real stepping, it is when you get your awareness, when you know what's right and what's wrong, what's positive, what's negative, what's truth and lie, and you say it to you, and this is when the real stepping comes in, because this is what we're here for in life. Like, I know the meaning of life, and it's so simple, the meaning of life is just for us to wake up and take care of ourselves because no one knows us better than us. And when we realize that, you know, life could be so easy because it is. We're just coming with the agreements that life brings us problems because it respects us that we can overcome the problem. And we can overcome the problem. We can support our little ones, our family, our friends, and we can totally return to the mastery of friendship. The mastery of friendship, yes, absolutely. And mastery of friendship with ourselves, isn't that true? Exactly, because that's the only mastery that exists. That's so exactly master right. yourself from positivity and negativity. And this is what we're going for. When we enter truth, it's because we really want to explore in positivity. Because when we do everything with positivity, we just make a ripple of that kind of energy, because it is energy. Yeah, and it carries itself, doesn't it? It does. It's not something we have to 
uh, we don't have to push the river, in other words. It's, it, it is an energy that carries itself once we get in touch with it. Yes, and, and for when and we come to this realization, we all, are aware that we all work for the same boss. Yeah. It doesn't matter if what we call him or call her or call it. We all work for the same positivity, and this is what we're all trying to say in different religions and mystery schools, is to not support suffering anymore, to open our eyes, and to bring the light back to wherever we come from. Right, right. Yeah, and where we come from is from our own authenticity. We come from that program. I mean, we talked about at the very beginning of the show that we are programmed to be who we are, and uh, that is our origin. And if we, all we have to do is return to that origin instead of fighting in the fighting with all the various um, sides of ourselves, we can just return to our origin. Exactly, because this is what the truth is. The truth doesn't care to be seen, to be judged. The truth just cares to be. It's like a cat doesn't care to become a cat or a dog doesn't become a cat. We're just human, and that's what we are. Yep, that's right. Well, thank you so much, Don Jose, for being on the show today. Uh, we so much appreciate it. And next week, we're going to be talking to Simran Singh, host of 1111 Radio and publisher of 1111 Magazine, about the journey of the soul. So don't miss that. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.